0: This is the new Metro New York Market. Hey there, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. It's Zach Romanoff from Omni Food Sales, your leading brand advocate and builder in the Metro New York area. When we have opportunities to come across different food entrepreneurs, sometimes we come across stories that are worth sharing. And I met Leanne here. We just met this morning. We did. And we just started talking. I said, time out. Let's pause and let's share this conversation because I feel it's inspiring and worth sharing with everyone else out there. So, Leanne, who are you and what is your product?
1: So, I'm Leanne. And um, my product, my brand name is um, Buck What Foods. It's a line of snacks made with buckwheat. Um, I grew. I was born in Kiev, Ukraine, where I was always ate buckwheat. I still continue to eat it every day. My mom still makes it for me and it's an incredibly nutritious and sustainable food item it's also naturally gluten-free so that's why the company's called buck what because there's no wheat in buckwheat um, and so i wanted to create a line of foods using this incredible ingredient and um, the the first um, um, relaunched item is buck what nauseous which is just your convenient um, grab-and-go snack made with buckwheat a few pantry ingredients and absolutely no added sugar
0: Okay, so at what point did you realize that this is what you wanted to put all your energy and resources into to build?
1: So um, after I had graduated college, Michigan, go blue, um, (laughs) (laughs) I decided just I was pursuing a career in potentially law, and I ended up just working in my family um, business, which is logistics. And then um, I think like eight years later, to do the math, I met my husband, and he saw how passionate I was about food because I've always... I found different ways to do anything that involved food, whether it was doing dinner parties or um, having friends over for tastings or just creating things. I once made my nephew a six-layer red velvet cake because he was six months old. So, like, people don't usually just do really weird things like that. Um, and also I had the, a blog about oysters. So he's like, you're so passionate, you really need to do some pursue, pursue this passion. So I went to culinary school, um, the ICC in Manhattan, and... Only to realize that I did not want to be a chef, but that I really wanted to do something with my passion for health, as well as my love of buckwheat. And so I was experimenting in my kitchen in New York City, and I came up with a line of products using buckwheat, all um, with a mission to be healthy without adding sugar to them. So um, I had a few um, flavors at the time of the noshes. I had a granola, had a granola and a bar. And so I um, decided to test it out on the market. I was selling it at farmer's markets at first and really had a big following. People came back on the weekends. People emailed me to place orders. I didn't even have a website. And then I um, decided to take it into retail. And so I found an incubator kitchen in 2016 and started producing there for stores. I was getting into smaller stores and then eventually in bigger stores like Whole Foods. Um, really in the metro, New York City metro area. And then in 2018, 17, 2018, this past April, I relaunched with just the notches and new packaging. But I also happened to have two kids in the process, so things were like constantly a roller coaster of wow. stop and goes.
0: Wow, so on social media or there's these memes that are out there that say, yeah. you know, people see the mountaintop, and they see success, yeah. but they don't see all the ups and downs and the turns and the circles right. and the knots in between. It sounds like this road was not just a straight road.
1: Oh, absolutely not. I mean, it's definitely um, a journey, <laughs> um, but it's a good one. I definitely had some downs. I had ups. You know, when you when you have a passion for something, like you know, getting into a Whole Foods, that was so cool. That was so exciting. But then you have pro- uh, times when like. Someone calls and you're like, the packaging ripped, or this happened, or that happened, or you've ordered too much of one item, not enough of an ingredient. I mean, I've had times when I've had orders and like, the ingredients just didn't come in. You, you think it's the end of the world at the moment, but it, it's not, it's okay. People could go a couple of days without eating the product. Um, but yeah, it's definitely been a learning experience.
0: It sounds like the common denominator through everything is your passion. You have an undying, a real true passion for this. And it sounds to me like that's what gave you the strength to push through all the barriers, to go over all the speed bumps in putting together a brand like this. I mean, you and I both know what it takes because we're in the industry, what it takes to put this together. But yes. for all the people sitting at home on a couch that have a dream of creating their own product, <laughs> just give it a, an idea or throw a few examples out of what it takes to put this together.
1: Um, so I think the one, like if, I mean, I am no one to give advice, but if I like had to give one piece of advice I would say that you need to go into this knowing that you're going to make mistakes like you're it's just going to happen you're going to be like why did I do that I wish I didn't do that but you really can't say I wish I didn't do that because it wouldn't take you to the next place where everything is a learning experience so when I first started this I was selling them in these little circular shapes out of jars and then I was like okay let me put it into um, a stand-up pouch but I didn't know anything about shelf life, or you know things like that come into account when you're moving from something from that's ready to eat to something that's going to be packaging. And you learn. You have. You just learn. You um, reach out to people. You shouldn't be afraid to ask questions. I'm not afraid to ever ask a question, no matter how stupid it might seem, because if you don't know the answer, I mean, what's the point? That the whole thing is to take your company to the next level. So you have to use your resources. Um, so, yeah, so you meet people along the way, you're like, well, how did you end up? How did you get your packaging? Or how did you do this? Like, knowing at the time when I was selling my products out of jars, that it would be like in these bags, in a display box, like in master cases, on a pallet. Like, I could have never imagined it back then, but now it's there. And now I'm thinking to the next step. And I'm going to make 10,000 more mistakes before I get there. And I'm I mean, okay with it.
0: That's really big. To learn this food terminology is really tough you know about lead time, about order lead schedules, yes. deliveries, pallet pack sizes, yeah. you know, the the lingo for every account, every account has their own lingo. It's yeah. a lot to learn.
1: Definitely. And you can't you can't go in knowing it. Like there's just no way you could read it, so many books, but it honestly you have to go through the steps and apply it to your business and apply it to your dream or your idea. Take it one step at a time. Mm-hmm. Reach out to people that have businesses, ask questions, ask Questions Like that's what I would always say like it's okay, you know, and um, I just learned I'm in an amazing manufacturing place now And I was like, oh, I'm gonna have this order January 1st And now they're like no, you're not gonna have until probably January 14th And I was like okay like those two weeks you don't get product, you know Mm. still learning every day
0: What about resources, you know to get this started? Did you have investors? Do you have friends and family your own money? How much money does it take to get something like this started?
1: So, initially when I started, um, I put in $5,000 for like the first two years. Um, I just, I was, I was a hustler. I would go out there and I would just sell it. I would okay. do demos. I would make sure people got to try it. I would, and the cash flow coming in from sales is what really just fueled it. And we would do demos in like stores constantly. Those, those get expensive, but people would buy it, which means they would come back and buy some more, and they would come back some more. Um, I tried to push sales if I could on, Line somehow you know get people's email addresses you really just do everything you can to try to get direct to consumer of course because the margins are better um, and then when it was time to rebrand I came to a point in last November where I kind of felt like I hit a wall where like it was like the, the, the next step needed to happen and so I had to put in a little bit more money to hire a consultant to help me with it to get a designer to design the packaging um, so to this day, it's been self-funded, um, but I am actually at the exact point. It's funny that you asked because the next step, I'm getting everything ready now to pitch to um, seed, seed investors and yeah. I'm exploring the idea of friends and family versus investors. Um, but I might see if I could do both. You know, We'll see. <laughs>
0: it could be tough.
1: It's tough. It's definitely something that I, again, I don't know much about this stuff. I know food now, but I don't really necessarily know Um, anything about funding well now I do because I asked a lot of questions and I've met with people and I've learned certain things I mean I'm not gonna you know take over this conversation with things that I've learned about that but I'm ready for it where it was a very very scary place about two weeks ago today I'm like I'm ready to take that next step
0: we Omni food sales works with brands of all sizes we work with brands that are traded on Wall Street we work with regional brands, we deal with local entrepreneur startup brands, some of which went on Shark Tank and won deals there. <laughs> we work with a handful. Um, I've heard good stories and bad stories about working with angel investors that come in. You know, and not to sway either way, but I've heard of all the big ones, the famous ones, you know, you get a check, which is great, but there always seems to be like a control issue, a power issue, and who's who's got the direction of where it's gonna go. It just seems like You know, I've heard both. It just sounds like if you could keep control yourself and do as much you can yourself, it's great, even if you have to grow slowly.
1: Right. So, like, that's, to this point, I've been growing pretty slowly. You know, Um, I am in a circle of other brands that I see that they have funding, obviously, because they're, just the amount of marketing that they're doing, I could never do. Like, I reach out to every influencer on my own on Instagram and send product. I can't pay these influencers. I'm just hoping that they and some of them really do really like the product that they'll talk about it um so when i think about the, an investor in buckwad i really think well if it's friends and family they're obviously going to put all their trust into me um but I, if i'm thinking about a, an investor i'm thinking about a partner like someone that isn't just going to give me money but might have the knowledge that i don't have will definitely have the knowledge that i don't have um possibly resources that i don't have because the ultimate goal is to grow this brand um, and to work together to do it. So, yeah, it's really, you, you know, it's, it's tough. You have to, sometimes you have to make a decision which... Well, that's what happening. I'd watch out for. You know, yeah. a, lot of,
0: a lot of these investors, they have this 10X rule where they'll invest in 10 different companies yeah. with the thought or expectation that nine of them will fail, but they just hope that one of them hits a multiplier of 10 times what they are now. Okay. So they kind of roll on the dice, hoping that it's one rich. of them sticks. <laughs> and like, okay, wow, you're, that's, that's how they play. Yeah. And that's what I've heard. So,
1: well, we'll see. I mean, I am looking for investors, so, <laughs> but, but it has to be the right one. It's something like you know. I think also along the way, when I was picking people to work on certain projects, um, rebuilding the, my website or doing my Amazon or things like that, you just kind of have to. The the thing about being an entrepreneur, and I people might be like, that's ridiculous. It's a gut feeling half the time too. Like your like gut tells you like this is not a good opportunity. This is a like this is a great opportunity. Does it always work out that way? Does every gut feeling actually turn out into a great opportunity? Probably not. But you really do have to. You have to trust yourself. At the end of the day, you are the brand. You are this. You. It's your passion, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody else will feel it the way you do.
0: I mean, this brand how, and how you started it. It reminds me of Jessica Alba. Jessica Alba came out. With, I think the kind or honest, honest. Honest. And it was based because her child had real health issues concerns, yeah. so she could only give her child a certain thing and lo and behold there were millions of people that all subscribed to her way of thinking but she had a little star power right she had a few million followers on Instagram (laughs) to get her message out there but I don't know I would maybe think about taking this to some other well-known celebrity brand endorsers and come up with a partnership like that I mean that could be a way not there's no such thing as an overnight success but if you get someone that has a few million followers that could start posting, hey, I use this, I make this, I take this with me when I'm on the go.
1: like Kimmy Kardashian to take a bite out of it.
0: (laughs) Someone like that. We all
1: have dreams. Um, It's funny that you say that because I was recently listening to a podcast of Mila Kunis, who is also Also, from... Also also Ukrainian. Also Ukrainian. I think she's from Odessa. No, I think she's from Kiev or Odessa. I don't know. If you're listening to this, where are you from? And... (laughs) and she was talking about how much she actually grew up eating buckwheat. So, mm. you know, my mind immediately goes to, like, well, and, and that's my what I'm actually planning to do today. Um, send her some samples. Send her some products. See if she likes it, you know. It, you, you never know. But it would be nice. It would be great to get someone behind the brand that believes in the brand, not just...
0: I believe that's how you get active partners nowadays. Yeah. I just don't have a lot of faith in investors. I believe they're all about writing a check and then going on to right. their next endeavor. When you get someone that actively... People want authenticity now. Right. Instagram makes people authentic. Like, right? Like The Rock. I follow yeah. The Rock on Instagram. He's got his Sunday sushi meals. Like that's his cheat day. Oh, really? You could really see how people live now. And how pe- many
1: rolls does he eat? I'm just curious. Oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, <laughs> it's
0: a whole man-the-sized table. It's over. enough to fill this table. <laughs> it's humongous. It would be like three, three meals that's for me in one that's for funny. him.
1: That's funny. That's great. Yeah. But
0: people want crave authenticity, and there's a there's an authentic story behind this. Yeah. You know, you have your kids, you want to give them the best ingredients, that's what this is.
1: Right, well that's, I, it's funny because my kids, you know, I'm not a neurotic mom where like I don't let them have a lollipop or I don't let them have a cookie, but for the most part I really try to do my very best, two reasons. I want them to be healthy and then there's like a lot of mom guilt. So <laughs> when I, then they do, they eat the nauseas every day. Um, my kids really like them, maybe because they grew up eating them, but they, they really do love them. And I feel so good because they're like eating something that's actually good for them. Where, you know, I started to find like my husband and I are on this like health kick lately and we're, you know, watching, we're on a fermented food kick. That's a whole other conversation. But like we're so aware of what we're eating and like, you know, then you're like giving them like goldfish, not even if it's organic goldfish, it's Mm -hmm. goldfish, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, there's like a thousand ingredients in there. So the goal is to really have a product that the whole family could have it's great before or after a workout, um, and it's you know some of the kids the cocoa one the kids think it's a cookie, and if you start them eating a certain way when they're young, like my one of my son actually drinks a spirulina kale smoothie every morning because he started drinking it when he was wow. able to have like oh my that food, and now like I can't I'm I can't even finish he's mine healthy. because he's like taking it away from me, so they you know the earlier you start your kids on healthy foods,
0: no way to go try. that's inspiring and that's yeah. I mean. That's how you make change, It's how you bring about change. It's people yeah. like you that are actually doing it and saying, hey, stop. Get away from the mass media and yes. take all this because it's just told you need to have this. Right. And you're saying, hey, no, this is what you're going to have. Yeah. Packaging really pops, by the way. It right. does pack pass the eyeball test. You know, when people walk through the shelves in the stores, so you've got two seconds to make an impact. Yeah. You've got a solid color. You're right. saying what it is. So kudos to your Thank consultant you. or yourself, marketing, whoever did. This is awesome. Um, you mentioned Whole Foods. Yeah. is that was that one of your first customers? Um,
1: so I, my very first um, store was Green grape Provisions in Brooklyn. Um, and then it was very slow. Like you know when you're when you're on your own, I literally did this on my own. I didn't really have anyone doing sales or telling me what stores to go to, what stores not to go to. Um, I just kind of like saw a healthy store or a gourmet store. I was like, let's see if they'll carry the product by simply calling and asking for a buyer. And then I happened to be, um, only about four months after I went to retail, I happened to be at an event where the buyer from Whole, local buyer from Whole Foods was at. And I got her contact. I reached out. I sent her samples. They happened to be opening the Whole Foods in Williamsburg. Mm. And they took me on in very different packaging. It was like a white stand-up pouch with a sticker. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was really exciting. It was my first big grocery store, I guess.
0: So yeah. Whole Foods uh, is known or making a reputation or making an effort to deal with local specialized yes. brands, which is really smart because yeah. that's where the growth is coming from. We, okay. I've, I I've read a lot of publications, general supermarket sales are flat to up 3%. The specialty department is up yeah. 18%. Oh, wow. So that's where the growth comes from. But what Whole Foods is still not taking over majority share from traditional retailers. So, do you have any traditional big box supermarket stores on board, or that you're looking to get on board?
1: Um, that I'm looking to get on board. So, up until, so last, this past April, I had my um, relaunch, but I had some issues. Like, like I mentioned, you have to be ready to have mistakes and problems happen. So it's really as about a, of a month ago, a little bit over a month ago, that I'm in a really great place to be in big box stores and be ready, I have enough, um, my manufacturer is able to produce to that amount. Um, I'm reaching out to all these stores um, and you know, I have a whole list. I'd like to be in Fairway, I'd like to be in Kings, I'd like to be in Well by Nature, there's a whole list of stores and this is exactly what I'm doing now. I'm at a point where I'm looking for the right distributor, I'm looking for the right broker, for the right stores to be in that, you know, when you get really excited about your brand, being in a store you have to remember one thing getting into a stores is just the beginning you really right. need to make sure that your product moves and Absolutely. what I've learned is I'm starting to know what stores like what stores and what placement it works at um, and it, it might not be the store of your dreams like you know it might it might not be the Whole Foods it might not you know there might be a random chain that you never even heard of that that's the store and um having learned this in the last couple of years exactly what my consumer who my consumer is it's, who my, um, it's helping me narrow down because i'm really not trying to explode i'd like to grow narrow but deep and really you really create a following for the brand
0: um omni we're in charge of you know um, about 100 million dollars in sales annually across all of our principals, all their business so we have a lot coming on here my mentor was an old butcher by the name of Jimmy Aiello. He was the meat butcher for Sloan's, Red Apple, and Gristini's in Manhattan. He was in charge of about 100 stores. And he did that for a long time before he came to Omni. And he, he broke me in, and he had famous sayings to me. And One of his sayings, were, and, and we would pioneer lines together, and I would say, Jimmy, Jimmy, we got the order. Look, we got the PO. <laughs> He'd say, yeah, so what? That's nothing. He says, come back to me when you get the third order.
1: It's always the third, I right? said, the
0: third order, what?" <laughs> he goes, the first order the buyer sends out on his own the second order they could send out on their own again the third order is when everything sells through and now they're buying it because they it actually sold yeah so that's what i tell everyone at omni when everyone says zach i got the order zach look look i said no get excited after you have the third po that's when you know you have something that will stick
1: yeah and that's kind of what i'm basing off of like what stores work and what stores don't i get really i mean i still get upset when i get into a store and i'm like it's not moving it's not selling like i got into like a coffee chain that i really wanted to be in but People weren't buying it there, it, was, it wasn't the store for it. And you just have to be okay with that. You have to be like, it's okay, because people are buying it somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah, it's the third PO, that's the goal.
0: <laughs> so I know we got in touch because a broker that Omni knows yeah. in Florida recommended us to you. That's how we got yeah. in touch. So are you doing business in Publix? Are you in Big
1: um, No, box so they actually, no, not yet, hopefully one day. Um, and this kind of brings me back to, to like the entrepreneur entre- the world, which is now like a word, Um I uh, was put in touch with them through a fellow um, entrepreneur mom who has a cookie line, and she's like, "These are some good brokers to reach out to." And When I reached out to them, he said that he was kind of he was too busy, but said you should really reach out to Zach at Omni.
0: I'm glad he did. And you know, you mentioned me broker, and a lot of people in your shoes. I don't know if the connotation on your side is negative yeah. when it comes to broker, but from my experience, some people view broker as, you know, necessary evil. So we've yeah. actually branded a new term, brand advocate,
1: brand advocate, because great. Yeah. what we are it really
0: is different. You know, yeah. we are someone that is building someone's brand and putting the strategy in place to build it, to get it in, not just today, but to build it three years, five years, and ten years from yeah. now.
1: It's like an investor. You want your, you want everyone in your team to not just be there, not just be wearing the jersey, but actually participating in the game. Like, for sure. and if they can't play, at least they're rooting for you on the sidelines.
0: You want someone that's on the field, taking the shots with yeah. you, you know, that's going out to the store openings on a Sunday, when yep. you don't have to be there, but they're going anyway because they want to see what the audience is going to be like. Right. Um, you talked about product sampling earlier, that that yeah. was successful for you. Yes. And I'm so glad you brought that up because Omni is always telling our brands, encouraging our brands, to do more product sampling. Yes. And it is viewed as, as a cost by some because yeah. it is expensive to get not just the cheapest person out there, but a passionate person, a passionate salesperson out there that's educated, yeah. that knows what makes this unique versus the competitors, that's familiar with the price points, what does this sell for, what's the shelf life, you know, how does it come, etc. all the flavors. It takes time to train someone on that. Yeah. But what we find is the results are huge. I was at a demo yesterday, a shop right opened up in Cortland. Mm-hmm. It was a grand opening, and we had a demo going on, one of our brands, and I saw it with my own eyes, dozens of products being given out, trinkets, you know, yeah. giveaways given out, and people demanding to the store personnel, where's this product? Give me a box. And I literally saw boxes amazing. being passed out. I mean That's amazing. you can't you have have I right wish I had person. a camera with me to film it to show all the other brands, it's worth it.
1: Yeah um no it's definitely worth it and demos are incredibly important because you get a product into a store but people don't necessarily know what it is so people like to try things um that's kind of how i created my following in whole foods and other stores that i'm in but also when it comes to demos they're quite expensive like you said yourself you could hire demo companies and then they just put someone behind a table with your tablecloth and does it sell doesn't it sell doesn't matter so um I, when I first started, I was doing the demos because I was doing everything. So Whole Foods, I was standing there doing demos. So I I understood what it's like to do a demo. I understood what people need to hear, want to hear, how you get people to try a product. So now I have created my own demo team. It's easier done locally. I don't know what's going to happen when I expand, you know, into different states. But um, I have kind of an idea what I might do there as well where I've um, hired and trained people. I'm actually doing a training today, later on today to train a a new, um, I call them my brand ambassadors. Yes, love it, love it. They stand behind the brand, and I always say there's always gonna be more opportunity. If you love Buckwad, or I don't expect anyone to ever love it as much as I do or sell it the way that I do, um, but if they do even 50% of, if they have even 50% of that passion, it's good. so yeah, you get people to, to try it and then that comes back and then eventually you get that third PO.
0: Absolutely, yeah. and that passion that you have, cherish it, hold it, put it in a safe, keep it close to you, never forget right. it, never let it loosen. And like you said, no one will have 100% of that, but if 50%, 25% of that, yeah. that's how successful brands, they are storytellers. The story gets told. Your, your ambassadors should all know how you started this, the, what farmer's market you went to, and who your first customer was yeah. and then they should all be multiplying that out to everyone else we're all storytellers and the better storytellers we are the better sales pe- salespeople we are
1: It's true yep I've created an, an actual manual for them where it's really weird to when I when I started this I never knew how much it was about me until people were like well you should keep telling your story you should keep telling your story and I was like, but isn't it just about the product and then apparently it's not people want to know where it's coming from and I could just say, like this is my first I was pregnant with my daughter when I started the company um, and I, I treat it like one of my kids, you know, <laughs> maybe sometimes a little better, but
0: <laughs> that's people want to make informed decisions. That's yeah. why sampling is so important. Yeah. And by the way, we have a network of people too yep. that do demo work for us too, uh, product sampling. So we'd be happy to share yeah, that with that you would be great. if you'd like. I was, yeah,
1: it's, it's always good to, that's a very, very important resource to have. Yeah, and we're the
0: same way. We yeah. only have people do product demos that pass our test. Yeah. That we would represent, hey, you're going to go stand in front of our principal today. Yeah. So we only have people out there because they represent us. So it's yeah. ve- we're very selective on who we have working with us. Um, Sales-wise, yep. what are your sales like now? Ballpark, you don't have to be exact, ballpark.
1: Um, so like I had said, I, I used to have a granola and I had a bar. So. Only as of April do I have just the nauseous, but I did have all those items. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I guess my, my sales for the year were around $100,000, um, which isn't bad when you're considering the wholesale price of this little little bag here. Um, but my goals are much higher for the next year well, I'll
0: tell you what, that's $100,000 more than a lot of people that haven't started with their brand. Yeah. So that's awesome. You're on your way. Sometimes getting started is the hardest part.
1: Yep. Yes,
0: um, What's What's the goal? What's What's um, the dream?
1: So my goal for 2019 is to be in 500 stores. And then the the revenue is calculated based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my goal for 2020 is to be in 1,000 stores. So I'm just planning to double it and keep wow. going. And That's then, a lot of stores. And then five years, see what happens.
0: Are you um, ready for that kind of demand?
1: I'm not ready for 1,000 stores in 2019, but I'm ready for th- it. I'm hoping to be ready for a 1,000 stores in 2020. Awesome. So that's, you have to remember to take it one step at a time.
0: Well, that's real important too, because when you talk about investors and goals and sales and projections, we all want to put, oh, this account is 300 stores. This account is 700 stores. If I nail this, it's all this. But when you get these orders, when you get to the buying buying office and you get a PO and they want the order next Tuesday, if you can't deliver it next Tuesday, you may piss that guy off so much right. that he may not come back.
1: Yeah, you got to know your lead times. <laughs> and then you got to know your manufacturers. Like, you have to make sure that your manufacturer's on your side as well. I'm very lucky where I'm producing right now. Um, they're on my side. They are really, like, you know, I, I ran out of one flavor much faster than I anticipated. And they got in there and they made it. They were really busy, but they were like, all right, she needs her nauseous So she they, they made it for me. Awesome. So hopefully I'm, it's one of those things where... I always believe that you need to create a family, like you need, like, just like your family, and just like your friends, you want to su- have people surround you that actually have your best interests in mind, and um, it's great to have people on your side and want to see you succeed.
0: Totally. Um, your story inspires me so much so that Thanks. I said we need to stop, we yeah. need to put this on camera, which you usually don't do, don't right. ever do, but we had to do it. And Thanks. the reason why is because a lot of people talk about America is dead, entrepreneurship is dead, it's hard to create, it's hard for anyone, where are the jobs? And this is a perfect example of someone taking their destiny into their own hands and creating, and creating hard dollars behind a passion that works. And to anyone out there that thinks that there's no opportunity for them, there's yeah. opportunity out for everyone out there, yeah. but who's hungry enough, who's got a stomach that's strong enough <laughs> to deal with the ups and the downs and the distributor problems and all the headaches that come yeah. to create their own destiny. So. I think what you've done is an example for others and I hope other, other people learn from it and it inspires other people to follow their dreams and to create their own brand and to think about Omni food sales when you make that brand because <laughs> we work with the brands and we help and we'll be happy to help how we can too.
1: Thanks. Thanks so much. Yeah. Awesome.
0: So for the people out there, what's been the biggest highlight, the thing you love most about taking Buck to market?
1: In all honesty, the thing I love most about Buckwet is the fact that you just never know who you're going to meet and you never know where your day's going to go. And this is like one of those really awesome, surprising things about it that, you know, I was just coming in in a, like a downpour, driving out here, not like got, getting lost like three times along the way. And then it turned out to be like the coolest morning ever. <laughs> um, and those are really the things that I love so much. And I love to, I actually really do love meeting fellow um entrepreneurs and sharing stories and helping each other out i don't think we need to compete with each other there's enough people out there to, that want to snack and eat that if we help each other out we could all grow and if we're all competitive then no one's gonna grow
0: absolutely can't keep
1: stealing from people and just you need to really be one community and, and growing with the same with a common mission hopefully
0: there's enough to go around for everybody yeah. We don't need everything, Definitely. just take a piece and grow from there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. What's been
0: the hardest part about launching this brand?
1: The hardest part is, well, the, when you cross a problem and there was one moment where I really was like, I think I, I just think I need to be done where I we rebranded and, um, you know, when like I said, when I went from jars to packaging and learning about shelf life, I got it to the place where it was perfect and had lab testing and everything and then um, when we relaunched i went to my first co-packer and things just did not go well and i had just a really bad situation and it was just it was like breaking my heart because this is not an idea that i had and someone else created like this these are my recipes this is i've created this and to have someone mess that up when you're or which or when you're pretty far along mm-hmm. could be a little bit of debilitating and. I almost gave up, but I I didn't because actually um, my husband's very supportive and he's like, you can't, we have our license plate say, fuck what? So you just have to keep going.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't want to change them.
1: (laughs) No, it's really annoying to go to like the DMV and change your license plate. So
0: (laughs) i like it. I like it because it sounds like there is no plan B. It sounds like this this is the plan and that's it. it.
1: This is happening.
0: That's the way to do it. A lot of people say, always have a plan B. I, I disagree. I don't like plan B because when you have plan B, you're not totally devoted to what you're doing.
1: No, this is this is it. This is this this is my this is gonna happen.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> it's
1: happening. So. Well,
0: to everyone that's out there, um, keep an eye out for Buck What. And if you're in a store and you see Leanne doing a product <laughs> demo or selling the product, say hello. Yep. And we'll reach out. And uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks for sharing Thank your story. You so
1: much for having me. This is so much fun. Of course. Fun. Awesome,
0: awesome meeting you. Nice
1: to meet you. <laughs>